Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Come to me. She instantly accepted my offer and returned with my messenger. She had scarcely a garment to cover her. I was obliged to find her a suit of clothes before I could set her to work. The smiles and dimples of my curly-headed, rosy little Donald, then a baby boy of fifteen months, consoled the old woman for her separation from Ellie N., and the good will with which all the children, now four in number, regarded the kind old body, soon endeared her to the new home which Providence had assigned to her. Her accounts of Mrs. N. and her family soon deeply interested me in her fate, and Jenny never went to visit her friends and dumber without an interchange of good wishes passing between us. The year of the Canadian Rebellion came, and brought with it sorrow into many a bush dwelling. Old Jenny and I were left alone with the little children in the depths of the dark forest, to help ourselves in the best way we could. Men could not be procured in that thinly settled spot for love nor money, and I now fully realized the extent of Jenny's usefulness. Daily she yoked the oxen, and brought down from the bush fuel to maintain our fires, which she felled and chopped up with her own hands. She fed the cattle and kept all things snug about the doors, not forgetting to load her master's two guns, in case, as she said, the ribbles should attack us in our retreat. The months of November and December of 1838 had been unnaturally mild for this iron climate, but the opening of the ensuing January brought a short but severe spell of frost and snow. We felt very lonely in our solitary dwelling, crouching round the blazing fire, that scarcely chased the cold from our miserable log tenement, until this dreary period was suddenly cheered by the unexpected presence of my beloved friend Amelia, who came to spend a week with me in my forest home. She brought her own baby boy with her, and an ample supply of buffalo robes, not forgetting a treat of baker's bread and sweeties for the children. Oh, dear Amelia, best and kindest of women, Though absent in your native land, long, long shall my heart cherish with affectionate gratitude all your visits of love, and turn to you as to a sister, tried and found most faithful in the dark hour of adversity, and amidst the almost total neglect of those from whom nature claimed a tenderer and holier sympathy. Great was the joy of Jenny at this accession to our family party, and after Mrs. S. was well warmed and had partaken of tea— the only refreshment we could offer her, we began to talk over the news of the place. "'By the by, Jenny,' said she, turning to the old servant who was undressing the little boy by the fire, "'have you heard lately from poor Mrs. N? We have been told that she and the family are in a dreadful state of destitution. That worthless man has left them for the States, and it is supposed that he has joined Mackenzie's band of ruffians on Navy Island. But whether this be true or false, he has deserted his wife and children, taking his eldest son along with him, who might have been of some service at home, and leaving them without money or food. "'The good Lord! What will become of the Creathers?' responded Jenny, wiping her wrinkled cheek with the back of her hard brown hand. 
and then they have not a soul to chop and draw them firewood, and the weather so uncommon severe. Och, hone, what has not that beast of a man to answer for? I heard, continued Mrs. S., that they have tasted no food but potatoes for the last nine months, and scarcely enough of them to keep soul and body together, that they have sold their last cow, and the poor young lady and her second brother, a lad of only twelve years old, bring all the wood for the fire from the bush on a hand-sleigh. "'Oh, dear! Oh, dear!' sobbed Jenny. "'And I not there to help them! And poor Miss Mary, the tender thing! Oh, tis hard, terribly hard upon the creathers, and they not used to the like!' "'Can nothing be done for them?' said I. "'That is what we want to know,' returned Amelia, "'and that was one of my reasons for coming up to D. I wanted to consult you and Jenny upon the subject.' You, who are an officer's wife, and I, who am both an officer's wife and daughter, ought to devise some plan of rescuing this poor unfortunate lady and her family from her present forlorn situation. The tears sprang to my eyes, and I thought, in the bitterness of my heart, upon my own galling poverty, that my pockets did not contain even a single copper, and that I had scarcely garments enough to shield me from the inclemency of the weather. By unflinching industry, and taking my part in the toil of the field, I had bread for myself and family, and this was more than poor Mrs. N. possessed. But it appeared impossible for me to be of any assistance to the unhappy sufferer, and the thought of my incapacity gave me severe pain. It was only in moments like the present that I felt the curse of poverty. "'Well,' continued my friend, you see, Mrs. Moody, that the ladies of P. are all anxious to do what they can for her, but they first want to learn if the miserable circumstances in which she is said to be placed are true. In short, my dear friend, they want you and me to make a pilgrimage to Dummer, to see the poor lady herself, and then they will be guided by our report. Then let us lose no time in going upon our own mission of mercy. "'Och, my dear heart, you will be lost in the woods,' said old Jenny." It is nine long miles to the first clearing, and that through a lonely blazed path. After you are through the beaver meadow, there is not a single hut for you to rest or warm yourselves. It is too much for the both of yees. You will be frozen to death on the road. No fear, said my benevolent friend. God will take care of us, Jenny. It is on his errand we go, to carry a message of hope to one about to perish. The Lord bless you for a darlint, cried the old woman devoutly kissing the velvet cheek of the little fellow sleeping upon her lap. May your own purty child never know the want and sorrow that is around her. Emilia and I talked over the dumber scheme until we fell asleep. Many were the plans we proposed for the immediate relief of the unfortunate family. Early the next morning, my brother-in-law, Mr. T., called upon my friend. The subject next to our heart was immediately introduced— and he was called into the general council. His feelings, like our own, were deeply interested, and he proposed that we should each provide something from our own small stores to satisfy the pressing wants of the distressed family, while he promised to bring his cutter the next morning, and take us through the beaver meadow, and to the edge of the great swamp, which would shorten four miles at least of our long and hazardous journey. We joyfully acceded to his proposal, and set cheerfully to work to provide for the morrow. Jenny baked a batch of her very best bread, and boiled a large piece of beef, and Mr. T. brought with him the next day 
a fine cooked ham in a sack, into the bottom of which he stowed the beef and loaves, besides some sugar and tea, which his own kind wife, the author of The Backwoods of Canada, had sent. I had some misgivings as to the manner in which these good things could be introduced to the poor lady, who, I had heard, was reserved and proud. "'Oh, Jenny,' I said, "'how shall I be able to ask her to accept provisions from strangers? I am afraid of wounding her feelings.' "'Oh, darling, never fear that. She is proud, I know, but tis not a stiff pride, but just enough to conceal her distress from her ignorant English neighbours, who think so meanly of poor folk like her who were once rich. She will be very thankful to you for your kindness, for she has not experienced much of it from the Dommer people in her trouble, though she may have no words to tell you so. Say that old Jenny sent the bread to dear wee Ellie, cause she knew she would like a loaf of Jenny's bacon. But the meat! Och, the meat, is it? Maybe you'll think of some excuse for the meat when you get there. I hope so, but I'm a sad coward with strangers, and I have lived so long out of the world that I am at a great loss what to do. I will try and put a good face on the matter. Your name, Jenny, will be no small help to me. All was now ready. Kissing our little bairns, who crowded around us with eager and inquiring looks, and charging Jenny for the hundredth time to take especial care of them during our absence, we mounted the cutter and set off under the care and protection of Mr. T., who determined to accompany us on the journey. It was a black, cold day, no sun visible in the grey dark sky, a keen wind and hard frost. We crouched close to each other. "'Good heavens, how cold it is!' whispered Amelia. "'What a day for such a journey!' She had scarcely ceased speaking. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.